Packers insiders. Let's bring in the voice of the Packers, Wayne Larravee. Good afternoon, Wayne. Good afternoon, John. How are you? I'm all right. Wayne, so the Packers are 2-2-1. Two, two, and one. They're in second place in the NFC North. What do you think the primary thing is that, uh, from your perspective, they need to work on to be the team that we all hoped they would be coming out of training camp? <laughs> well, it's not as simple as, as one thing. Um, <laughs> that's the problem. It's more than one thing. But um, I think, number one, they've got to get the offense on track in one form or another. And what they have to do is gut through this San Francisco game, get a win there, and then get healthy during the bye, and specifically Aaron Rodgers and some of his receivers. So um, that's number one, I think. And defensively, I think they're evolving. Um, I'm not sure how much better they are uh, than the previous year, but I know it's very early in the process, and I like what I see that Mike Pettin's doing with this defense. I think it's just going to take a little more time. Wayne, the, the slow starts have become problematic here, uh, just digging out of holes. I mean, it's so difficult to do, really, in any sport, especially the NFL, Packers were able to do it against the Bears in week one. But is there a common thread in falling behind by so much after a first half of football? Penalties. Uh, they're averaging almost nine penalties a game, almost uh, 90 yards in penalty yardage a game. And their two road games, they were in double digits. They had 11 penalties at Washington, over 100 yards in losses. They had 12 penalties in Detroit, over 100 yards. That'll take the start out of you real quick. And, and those penalties are are both offense and defense. And, you know, you get you get beat downfield on a pass interference penalty, and, you know, that could be a 60-yard play. So those things have been happening, it seems like, to the Packers with great regularity, and it, it's something that I know Mike McCarthy mentioned the other day, they need to get cleaned up, the penalty aspect of it. You know, penalties, special teams penalties, special teams kind of a mess against Detroit. Uh, I, I would imagine that Mason Crosby, in terms of guys you're worried about, is probably pretty far down the list. They would look for a bounce back, I would think. I'd be surprised if Mason didn't rebound from a tough performance. He was He's one of the strongest, mentally strong kickers I've ever been around, and the first kicker I was around in the NFL was Jan Stenerud. So uh, Mason's in that category. I, I think he'll be fine. Uh, I know he's going through some tough stuff uh, this week, there's no doubt. But, you know, Greg, that came out of the blue. He was striking the ball very well, and the only kick of note he missed was a 52-yarder against Minnesota. I know he normally makes those, but that's not a gimme. Come on. You know, but the other day, there was no indication, pregame warm-up or during the week of practice, that he would have this kind of a day. And, and But things like that happen in sports. I think he'll rebound very strong. I, I will be willing to wager to wager he won't miss four kicks the rest of the year. Hey, Dwayne, what do you make of the San Francisco team? Obviously some transition at quarterback. I know they lost one of their running backs before the year even started, but were able to get a nice win over Atlanta last weekend. Well, you know, the thing about uh, San Francisco that's interesting is uh, they've lost their number one quarterback and their number one free agent acquisition of running back, Jarek McKinnon, out at running back. And, of course, uh, the quarterback has been down. And they, they're, they're, It's hard to get a handle on them, Greg. I'm watching tape on them. I don't know a lot about them. I know this. Their defensive front seven is very stout, and they will control the line of scrimmage. Number two, though, um, I don't know really what they have of the skill positions left uh, on that football team. And I think the Packers, this is a game the Packers have to get just based on health and more than anything else. I made a mistake, actually, Wayne. They beat the Lions earlier this year about Atlanta. That was uh, my mistake. So they beat the team that... Just uh, gave it to the Packers, John. Hey, let me ask you one one final thing, Wayne, because a lot of people in my circle have been talking about frustration with Jimmy Graham. He had six catches, 76 yards. He had an okay game, but kind of aw- a couple awkward moments in the end zone where uh, one, they weren't on the same page, another one went through his hands. Jimmy Graham, what do we need to do to get Jimmy Graham on track? 
I, I think it's going to take time. You know, we talked about it in training camp. He and Rogers work together in training camp, but that's not the same as, you know, putting it together during games. And I, I think we just have to be a little bit more patient here. Is he the Jimmy Graham of five or six years ago, the all-pro at New Orleans? Probably not physically, but he's still an excellent uh, receiver and can be a threat, especially in the red zone. I think he and Aaron, and again, with Aaron missing time at practice in recent weeks due to his knee injury, they haven't had time to really get on the same page. I think that will happen. Uh, They think alike out there, and I think that, that it's just a matter of time before you really see him become a force. His numbers, as you mentioned, are not bad but he's not dominating people the way we saw him dominate people in uh, New Orleans. The voice of the Packers, Wayne Larravee. Thank you so much, Wayne. Have a great week, guys, and go Brewers.